0: Two guys, one Shaker Cup podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's up, everybody? Welcome back inside Two Guys One Shaker Cup podcast. I'm Ryan Buckeye. Josh Shaw here. Uh, gonna speak a little bit about um, fruit juice today, Josh. Right? Yeah. Uh, what, what's your favorite? What's your favorite cocktail juice, Josh? Are you more of an orange juice guy? Are you a lime juice guy? You what, mar- margarita lime? You, yeah. You live in Austin. No. You seem like a margarita lime guy now.
1: You know, I don't. I think it's more because of the tequila, but I am a big fan of um, like hard lemonade, so a little, little Tito's vodka and lemonade. That's something that I like. It sounds awesome,
0: except for it's also 35 degrees where I'm at right now, so it's not that awesome yet, but I'm sure <laughs> it's like, what, 65 by so, you right now? Uh, it's actually 90 today, yeah. How, what, what was that? 9-0, yeah. Nine zero. Yeah. <laughs> nine 0 Holy hell, okay, it is <laughs> the middle of March, people. It's 90 degrees in Austin, Texas, um, but there is a purpose. There is a theme to today's episode, and it's not how drunk can Josh all get when it's 90 degrees out in Austin, Texas, and how much barbecue he can eat, but it's when life gives you lemons, do you make lemonade, or what do you do with it? And we've all gone through life, had hardships, had obstacles, had something thrown on our path that was unexpected, and it's like, what do you do? Do you embrace that? Do you learn from it? Do you move on from it? And I think Josh, you and I have kind of talked about some things in our past here before. And obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, which is which is challenging a lot of people, including us even a little bit to an extent. But um, really, I think that there are what, what happens when somebody is challenged with an obstacle in life is you really find out what that person is made of, right? Like how do they respond to a crisis? How do they respond to cer- certain circumstances? And um, do they give up? Do they roll over and die? Do they, do they thrive, excel? And I think that says a lot about a person and what they can do. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this because I don't think you and I've really ever talked about huge obstacles that we've had in our ways personally. Maybe we have, um, but I think our personal stories, obviously I have a couple that I'm going to share for the first time actually here on the podcast. Um, but I think they're going to help people kind of say, you know what, maybe mine's not so bad or, um, maybe I need to uh, pull myself back up and get my shit back together and and get going.
1: Yeah. The, you know, this was obviously inspired by the current kind of situation we're in right now with COVID-19 and people are really getting thrown for like a, a big challenge in their lives. I mean, it, if you put it in the context of, of maybe some other generations, big challenges, it might not seem as, as big. Um, and that's just depending on how you look at certain situations. But I think right now it's, it's this idea that, you know, we're in a situation that is potentially a learning um, opportunity for people, um, because trying times to me, I think teach valuable lessons and that's around, you know, the idea of, of, figuring out what your priorities are and and how much resilience you have and and you know what relationships are important to you and you know where do you lean on and, and those kind of things. So it's this idea that you know the the common i you know mantra or the saying that people always say you know when life gives you lemons you know make lemonade type of a thing and right. it's this idea around like the are you actually going to just cope with the sour taste of the lemon like are you going to eat the lemon because you can do that or are you going to try to figure out like how can i add sugar and water to make this and transform it into something more useful to a lot more people. And that's where that kind of saying kind of comes from. And and I think that for me, I've always taken that uh, to heart in the sense that if people listen to my content or if they've ever worked with me, you you hear me say a lot of times that um, a challenge is simply an opportunity seen through the right lens. So if you Mm -hmm. look at that challenge through the right um, kind of framework or the right mindset, it actually becomes a huge opportunity as long as you could see past that initial like punch in the face. And that's where we're at right now. We are punched in the face. Now, are you actually able to see this as an opportunity or are you going to kind of sulk and and cry about it and sit there and go, what do I do now? You know, I'm just going to sit back and just wait for somebody else to to handle and, and fix this for me. Uh, this, to your point earlier, it's, it's saying that this is what makes somebody, somebody. This is, this is what defines you. This is that thing that you ultimately are going to be looked at, uh, regardless of what other challenge uh, comes up, if people are going to look back and say, well, he, you know, he didn't do much during that time. He didn't, he didn't really understand how to actually put himself in a positive mindset to actually come through this uh, in a positive way.
0: Think about professional sports, right? Those who come up in the biggest pressure situations are considered great. And whether it's you're at the free throw line with you know, 0.4 seconds left, down, down one, you have two free throws, whatever it might be. LeBron James is, is awesome for this. But that's how people define greatness. It's like how do you come through during these pressure times? You look at like a Tom Brady or a Tiger Woods. I mean, just unbelievably great. Same can be said for people in business. I mean, are you somebody when pressure gets tough and, and things get hard that you fade? or do you step up? Do you take on more? Do you do you try to, th- to survive and thrive during times like this? And I think times like we're in now separate the the good from the great in terms of people, businesses, um and all of the above. And the same can be said about personal conflict that you have in your life and personal obstacles that you come into. It's like what do you do? I mean, we all go through personal professional hardships. And it's really how you're wired as a person. I think the best employees that you find then are the best, you know, workers are the ones who, who see these as opportunities, not as, you know, see every failure, every letdown, every setback as an opportunity versus, uh, you know, versus a chance to sit back and think to myself, like, what the hell have I done? And there, there are three things in my life um, that really stand out to me in terms of obstacles or setbacks. The first is initially going to college. Uh, m- nobody in my family went. So I'm from a small town in Wisconsin. You're from a small town in Ohio. Like, we're not a highly educated town. Not a lot of people understood the process of applying for college. then the process for applying for financial help. Like, my family was not well off. We did not have money. I had to pay for every dime of college myself. And we've talked about this before. Like, I took on, obviously, my undergrad debt. But after I got my undergrad degree, because I knew I was smart, like, I wanted to keep going. And I wanted to go to to a graduate degree. Or graduate program, but I also knew it was going to cost your boy six figures to do so. So that was obstacle once. Like, do I take on more debt? Because I see if I do this, there's a long term payoff from this. That you know, you have to look into the future and say, and then at the same time, like, am I going to use this? Am I just doing this to do this, or am I actually going to leverage and utilize this? So for me, that was the biggest thing. I said, you know what, fuck it. We are going to take on the debt because I know I'm confident in myself. I'm betting myself that. This graduate degree, these three little letters behind my name are going to open these doors for me to be able to get my foot into a, a business, an industry, or whatever where I can excel and thrive. Check. It worked. I bet on myself. But that's something like when it comes down to finances, when it comes down to money, that's a huge obstacle. That's a huge scare for people. So when your back is against the wall and you're stuck with a, with a decision like do you take on more debt? Do you put yourself you know, strapped for cash? That's a hard decision to make. And so I think a lot of people, Josh, in that case, they make the safe decision, and, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to make the safe decision and to, be, and to make sure that you're, you're well off financially, but you may have just overlooked an opportunity that could have really paid off big time for you in the future.
1: No, I totally agree. I mean I think that it can sometimes seem counterintuitive or at least it seems like it is more difficult to stay the course in – times of like chaos or a crisis where you tend to then become extra defensive, um, when there's actually the opportunity for you to kind of dig in and and be more on the offense. Um, you know, talking about this in just the context of the current kind of situation we're in right now, I know you and I both are not kind of backpedaling. We've, increased our expenses we've increased our output we've increased like you know both of us have talked about this off camera before we got on this about hey what are we doing because you know we obviously are friends as well and we're making sure that we are getting through these things well but both of us you know have people that we we pay so it's one of these things where you know I'm making sure that I am increasing that right now because I know that um, for everybody that is Crawling back and, and kind of getting into a fetal position and, and that type <laughs> of situation where there's there's less people that are going to get out and actually Continue to push right. and I want to be one of those people to push So I'm gonna go and do this because I'm, I'm betting on myself all ultimately. I'm betting on myself and I'm most um, I Guess trusting or confident in myself over anything else. I could care less about you know, what the government's going to do, um, what is ultimately going to happen from they're going to give us this payment or this loan or this. I don't care about it. I'm going to take this action in my own hands. I'm going to figure out that my personal action is going to be the best uh, decider if I'm going to be successful or not. And regardless if the environment around me looks scary and everybody's, you know, trying to figure out what to do, there's uncertainty, whatever, I'm going to continue to push as hard as possible towards what I believe is going to be long-term successful to me. I might pivot a little bit in the short term to make sure that my, um, business model is going to help the people that are, are most affected towards this. But I'm also going to make sure that I am continuing to focus on my long-term mm-hmm. vision because my vision is not going to change regardless of what right. the environment in front of me is. Yep. Now my short-term pivot, my strategies might change a little bit based around the environment. But it's not going to remap to a new vision. My vision still stays the same. So how do I continue to push forward towards that? That's kind of what my mind's been wrapping around lately. And, and maybe it's a lesson for people to think about is that if you really understand what you want to do in your life, be that personal, be that professional, whatever that is, if you have this vision for your life, it doesn't matter what's happening right in front of you. Now, you might hit a roadblock. You might hit but. Right the idea is that it's not going to change what that ultimate vision is. As long as you continue on with this path and you keep pushing and you keep putting out as much effort as possible, you might not be getting the same results as you always get. And that might be frustrating, but short term is not going to ultimately affect the long term. If you just continue to just push as hard as possible in the current state. And then want to caveat that at least in the sense of like, don't, make stupid decisions, obviously don't overextend yourself. This isn't the time where you want to try to put a bunch of leverage on yourself to make sure that you're like, you know, it's, it's going to be a flip of the coin if you make it or not. But right. I think it's one of these things that you have to really stay on the offense here. It's not the best decision to be in the defensive position because you are just going to ultimately get steamrolled. If things don't work out the way that you are hoping that they're going to work out. It's yeah. I mean, the vision part is what I think people need to
0: hang on to, it's because whatever the end goal is, wherever you want to be, whatever, as cliche as it sounds, no matter what happens in between, that should still be where you want to be. So, uh, you know, if, if you have a, a goal, an aspiration to succeed in life in something, I don't give a shit what happens between point A and point Z. Get to point Z. What happens between A and Z is irrelevant, really, as long as you still get the Z. So, like, what you do in between is going to obviously get you to Z. So I always wanted to be in this industry. I knew I wanted to be in fitness. I knew I wanted to be in, in dietary supplements. So after I got my MBA, I took a job with supplementwarehouse.com. We've talked about this before on this, on this podcast. That was my foot in the industry back in 2014. I took, a, I took a pay cut, Josh. Like, I took a pay cut from an insurance. I was working for Progressive Insurance making $55,000 a year maybe 60. I got an MBA. When you get an MBA, you're thinking, I should be making six figures, right? I mean, that's kind of, you come out of your MBA, you're thinking at least 80, 90, 100K, I should be making minimum. I took a step back and made $50,000 a year just to get into this industry. Like, I mean, that is a, 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 the life said, okay, here you go. Here's your obstacle. If you want in, you're going to, you're going to get in, but you're going to have to suffer for a little bit. And, And, you know, I said, Fuck it. Like, I want to be in this bad. I will give up money now because hopefully it pays off later. Six months into the job, Josh, six months into the job, I was fired. Why was I fired? Because I didn't like what I did there. I hated what I was doing. They had me do data entry, order entry. So I started looking for another position. I looked in med device sales, of all things. Took a job interview out in Denver, Colorado, supplement warehouse, found out about it, and said I was uh, dishonest and let me go. There was my whole dream up in smoke, just like that. I was in six months in the dietary supplement industry, and I was fired. My only job I've ever been fired at in my entire life. Like, I don't get fired. You don't fire somebody like me. That just doesn't happen. Um, but that's, a, that's an obstacle. I could have sat there and, th- like, fuck, it's, I'm done. Like, there's no other way to do it. I just got fired from a job I took a pay cut in, to which I was, you know, mitigated to doing order entry. Like, they didn't respect me. They didn't respect my skills as an employee. But I looked at it and said, okay, you know what? I gave the big old F you, and I said, all right, I'm going to go in, go back to Minneapolis. I took a job back outside the industry, but I, I never forgot. Like I never forgot I wanted to be here. So back to your point of vision, like I still wanted to be in fitness. I still want to be in dietary supplements. How do I do that? Well, I'm going to accumulate more skills to make me more valuable in this space. So I digital marketing, digital marketing director for a hearing aid company of all things. I learned how to do Facebook ads. I learned how to do Google Analytics. I learned how to do PPC PPC campaigns, all these different things within digital marketing that I knew would make me valuable in the business. So take a pay cut, get fired. Dreams could have been shattered. I said, no, they're not. I kept going. And then in 2016, literally basically two years to the day I got fired, I started Fitness Informant. And now here I am, right? Like, so it's like. You, you. If, as long as you can maintain that vision again, um, then in this case, I was fired, and what did I do? I didn't sit back. I didn't fold over. I didn't die. I, I used it as leverage, as a reason to keep trying hard, to keep pressing forward, um, and, and to keep accumulating more skills that I could to be valuable. I leveraged the relationships I made in those six months in the industry that I still have today. There are people that I speak to today at FI, with FI, that I developed a relationship with back in 2014 during my six-month stint with Southern Warehouse. It's, it, it's a relationship-based business. You don't forget those things. And there are people that could have just, in that situation, could have said, you know what, whatever. I'm going to go do the safe thing. I'm going to go take a, a, a 9 to 5 and just do that every single day because that's what I was meant to do. And, and for me, that, that shit didn't work. So um, I'm interested, Josh, like, in your life, have you, been, like, have you been punched in the face pretty hard to the point where you're like, hmm, it could have really, it could have really deterred your path in life for, for somebody – it could have really deterred their path in life. Obviously, you're wired a little bit differently than most. But can you remember a time in which something happened and you're just like, yeah, that was that was a pivotal moment in my career in my life?
1: Yeah, I think there's two stories. I think one that I've shared on this channel before was um, you know, when I graduated with with my MBA as well, like this is oh nine, and um, I decided to move out to Las Vegas um, in one of the worst hit yeah. economies, you know, during that time and in I was living on a buddy's couch. I didn't have much for savings. I you know didn't have a job. I didn't have anything going on out there. I basically had a, a safe place to live and I figured it out. And during that time frame, you know, obviously needed to make some concessions on what my ego said I should have been getting to your point as well. Like, you know, you have these lofty expectations when you leave, um, with your graduate degree thinking, Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to make this, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to be able to be fulfilled in my job and do all those types of things. Like I didn't have that benefit. I had to make the hard decisions and say, I need to make money. I need to pay off debt. I need to make the hard decisions to, um, make sure that I can, do the things I want to do long term. I have to start somewhere. I have to start with making money <clears> to be able to like make sure there isn't these huge chains on me, you know, later in life that I can start to make those decisions. Um so I made that decision to do what I needed to do. And and I think I've mentioned this before, but like, you know, I rented cars. Yeah. Like that, you know, that's for most people, like if they think about what I do now, they'd be like, how did that happen? It was like the thing about it was is that I I checked the ego at the door and said, I need to make money and I need to do the best that I can at this job. And a year plus later that I was in that position, um, I got elevated multiple times and, and, got a ton of really great experience that still today I feel like I'm grateful for. But at the time when I took that first job, it was more of like, just shut up. And if they ask you to clean the toilets, you clean the toilets, just right. you need to do what you needed to do. And that was kind of that first initial point of like, just checking myself and, and doing what I needed to do. But why this all kind of comes uh, kind of full circle is that the second story was you know I started my consulting company and in 2013 the first year I started it on a very high note um, you know I guess a manageable note for most people where like if you talk to any entrepreneur if you were you know a high performing person in a job and you're making a good amount of money you know over six figures and then all of a sudden you start your entrepreneurship. Uh, career, you're basically going to take a huge pay cut. Like it's just because that first year you're obviously not going to be able to pay yourself what you think and, and what you hope, because you're start you're trying to start your business. You're putting all that money back into the, to the business. So your actual income is very low, but I ended up, it was very manageable the first year because I kind of started off with a ton of like existing people that were interested in working with me right off the bat. So, but after those projects kind of weaned off, I started to then see some of my, um, let say weaknesses where you're I'm a weakness person. Yeah. Wow. Not a salesperson. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not somebody that's a traditional salesperson. I am somebody that's a very much value oriented salesperson where like, I'm, I'm trying to give value and, and whatever, but I, I'm not somebody that like understands how to talk to somebody in a way to get them to buy w- what I have. Um So it's taken me time to to learn that. But during that time frame, I was very much like struggling, like you're trying to figure out like, what the heck am I going to do right now? I'm sitting in, you know, 18 months into my business and thinking like, is this for me? Should I, should I go and take a job at a brand? Should I go and do something differently? This maybe isn't the path that I thought, maybe I'm not going to be able to right. actually do what I think I'm going to be able to do. Uh, but it was that time at uh, renting cars that I, I kind of dug in and said, all right, we need to do what you need to do in the short term. And that was the time when I started to diversify some of my clients at the time. I started to take on people that were outside of maybe the things that I was most interested in because I know that I needed to do what I needed to do. And I had to get that experience. I, I had to make money. I had to, you know, whatever means necessary to keep this dream alive, I needed to do those things. And I made those difficult decisions during that time frame because I realized that I had to kind of like I guess love like everything that happens to me in a sense of like, yeah, it was difficult, but I knew that that was also arming me for like things in the future. Right. It was, it was going to help me in the future because I knew that times might be great, uh, but times are also going to be tough and I'm going to need to have times where I, I understand that misfortune and, and still to this day, this is more, I guess getting into more mindset, but like to this day, even though, I would consider my life uh, pretty good and, and and everything's going in the direction that I'd like it to be. I still practice mindset tricks for like practicing misfortunes and, and making sure that I live maybe certain aspects of my life extremely frugally because I believe that that, that like humbles me and, and kind of mm-hmm. brings me back to the time where I need to train my brain to think this could all come crashing down. And that is something that a lot of people today are, are, are kind of coming up against this thing right now. They're saying, they've built this business and now all of a sudden they have this external kind of shock into the system and they're not necessarily knowing if they're going to be able to keep their business alive and i um you know have kind of tried to train my brand for that because i don't know this this current shock is not necessarily going to hurt my business because this is ultimately when people are looking for some of the stuff that i do uh and some of the advice and and strategic things but i know that a year from now, it could be different two years from now. So I can't get too in my head, too, um, you know, too much ego, too much thinking everything's going to be positive because it's all s- cyclical. It's all going to come back eventually. It's not always a straight line to success, this long-term vision. I know eventually there's going to be uh, another one of those things that I get hit in the face and I'm going to need to be able to have the right mindset to, to flip this and do this because it's it's the mind that ultimately could be your biggest cheerleader could also be your biggest enemy and you need to make sure that your mind is properly trained to be able to deal with the highs and the lows and stay as stoic and kind of as focused and and directed as possible because you're going to have a bunch of highs you're going to have a bunch of lows but it's ultimately going to be uh you know a long-term line up to the top it's not going to be you know a straight line but it's going to be if you if you plot it on a map you're going to see that straight line go up so you're going to need to be able to balance the highs and the lows the best that you can
0: it's funny you bring you bring that up like the highs and lows and like this whole your your mind can be your biggest asset but it can also be your biggest (laughs) mind fuck like i can really you can really start when you start to self-doubt yourself my God, it's one of the, and, and I'll be real. Like, have we all, ha- I mean, have I dealt with self-doubt? Yes, I have. I think we all have at some point. It's not fun until you pick yourself up. You're like, you know what, what am I doing? Like, I'm better than this. But, um, you know, something I'll talk about for the first, I recently just went through divorce. And I have not talked about this um, publicly, even on my channels. And for me, that, that right there is like the ultimate mind, like the low in life. Like, you, you failed at something. Like, I can look in the mirror. And I can admit that I failed at something you're not supposed to fail at. You make an oath. You make a promise that you're supposed to stick to that promise. And I didn't. So, um, you know, I failed. In that case, like, you really have sort of an opportunity to self-evaluate yourself as a person. And I was able to do that and realize, like, there were things in my life that were missing – That I needed uh, in order for me to be the best version of myself. So, going through that, as tough as it was, Josh, and as hard as it was, and you've been through it, you know, you've been there for me through the entire thing. I came out of it on the other side now much better off. Like, if I, I, for me, I'm, I'm happier now. Um, my business is in a different place now. And that was the biggest thing for me. It's like, okay, and this might resonate with people listening if you've gone through this before. When you're an entrepreneur, like, that's not just your business. It was also hers. And for me, I gave up the farm. Like, I let her keep everything. All I wanted was the business because it was the thing that I created. And, again, it's me betting on myself. It's the only source of income I have. I said, I need this. And I took it. And now um, I've never worked as hard, that's for sure. But I've also never been as confident in my brand as I am now. And, and, and that was an obstacle. Like, I don't need to get into the, the details of the obstacle, but like, you can't, you, you don't face many obstacles like going through uh, a, a divorce in life because that is uh, such a personal obstacle versus like losing your job, tough, hard, right? Trying to decide if you should go to Vegas, very tough. But being with somebody for, in my case, eleven years and then, boo, done, and that's all you know as an adult. Like that's a different kind of tough. And um, you know that that is, I took it, and I could have been like, I could have been depressed, I could have let FI fail, I could have went back to corporate America. I saw it as an opportunity for me to kind of break out of my shell, do what I've always wanted to do on this brand, make this brand what I wanted it to be. Um, and you know, and that might sound weird to people listening or watching, being like. That sounds weird, man. You got a divorce and now you're like super happy and you're doing all this stuff with your business. Well, it's, it's what I needed. I needed. I needed the chains to be broke off a bit. Um, and, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, I mean, I'm working Sunday nights until 10 p.m. and you, it's things like that. But it's not work as much as I enjoy what I do. And, and, and I'm able to commit the time to doing that. And it's been great but that is that is a point in my life which has been probably the hardest point and where you really kind of self-evaluate and figure out like okay now this is what do I do from here like this is this is the the low of the lows you hit rock bottom in terms of your personal life what do you do and um you've heard the stories man people go through divorce and they become depressed they turn to drugs and alcohol they do you know a lot of things that we we are not going to talk about on this podcast that is not or who who I am not like that is never who I've been um and again the same thing is like um, the minute I left that house, I went into survival mode. I, I got my place to live. Like I went boom, 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 boom. Cause that's how I'm wired. But again, to kind of go back to the beginning of this episode, it's like, that's what separates the the good from the great too. It's like, how do you respond in adversity? Um, and, and I know you, you, you told us a story about, you know, going to Vegas, Josh, and you said you had like a second story too. Like, I mean, what, what's, what's the other like right hook that you took?
1: Well, it was around the idea of like when I was doing the consulting that 18 months in, I was oh, yeah. you know kind of on survival mode or whatever. I think that was kind of a second one. Um, you know, for me, I know that we've, we've kind of talked about this off camera before, and, and I've shared some of the stories around like kind of a similar situation that I had with kind of a long-term relationship, not to the point of like having that government um, paper that says, you know, you're married, but you know, having that same kind of long-term thing and, and having and giving you advice in terms of like what I did and I think both of us think very similar so it was easy for for you to understand where I was coming from but I right. you know I, I I dug in as well I mean I was you know 7 days a week you know 14 15 hours a day cuz I was thinking to myself well you know there's a lot of things that are going wrong in my life right now and and I'm going to try to obviously fix those things but there's one thing that I can control through all this is, is my hard work and my effort towards the thing that I love the most. And and that's work. That's my professional life. I know that a lot of people will think that's crazy, but like, I'm passionate about what I do. I love what I do. I like working hard. And I thought, you know, if I could put my effort towards that, um, and and make sure that I'm at least in a positive mindset, then I could fix the other stuff during that time. I can kind of do the, uh, Walk and chew gum at the same time. I could do both of these things, but I need to make sure that I'm in the right mindset um, and healthy enough to walk uh, to be able to do this. So I kind of dug in, and I know that's something that you, you know, did as well. And and not to say that you know you, or I, you know, enjoyed, or anybody enjoys going through those things, but it goes back to that point of needing to like love everything that happens to you because either it's going to be a positive or something that's you know, looked at traditionally as a successful point in your life, or it could be looked at as a positive, successful thing for what most people don't, because it's a learning experience, more mm-hmm. of just an idea that, you know, I learned a ton about myself. I learned a ton about the people around me. I learned, you know, you start to learn about all the things that the the kind of the uh, people come out from under the rocks and stuff. You know what I mean? You start to understand, like, who who is your inner circle? You start to cut things. You start to realize, like, what is your... Uh, priorities. What are your relationships you need to focus on? What are, you know, all these things start to come up during these challenging times because that's when people show their their true, true colors. It's during these challenging times. So yeah. though it might not be something that you see like as a success uh, where most people think of it as, I also think like if you have the right positive mindset towards these challenges and you love everything that happens to you, it becomes a successful point in your life because you're able to pull the lessons that you need off of them to make sure that you're stronger for the next time something like that happens to you.
0: Totally agree. Um, I, I love this episode just because I think a lot of people are going to be like, you know what, I've gone through that or I've had this happen. And maybe, I, maybe I didn't do the thing I should have done during this time. And, and, and here's what I'll tell you it's not too late. Like it's never too late. You can always still change the course of whatever it is that you're on. If there's still something that you're passionate about or something you want to achieve, who's to tell you, you can't do it. Right? Like, I mean, um, it's, 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 a life is a fascinating thing. It's crazy. And, and not to be like sentimental or cliche or anything like that. But I mean, you look at Josh and I, we're in our thirties, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're doing well for ourselves. That started with an idea with a goal. Right. And, and we busted our asses and we, we 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 lived, um, you know, below our means. Like we scrap by. I mean, I've never seen Josh wear a logo T-shirt in my fucking life. It's always been a white T, t- <laughs> shirt because he's frugal, and that's it's good. And I like it. I mean, it's it's he doesn't he doesn't buy real grass for the wall behind him because he doesn't want to pay the water bill to water it. So it's he is a very frugal man, but he understands like what he needs to do to be successful and to be where he wants to be in life. I'm the same way, and hopefully, those of you listening, watching, uh, can be the same way too, because. I mean, you just never know what can happen for sure. So, um, if you like what you heard here on the podcast, hit that subscribe button, iTunes, Spotify, watch via YouTube, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, two guys, one shaker cup, at Jay Consulting, at Fitness Informant. Josh, I will let you leave the listening and viewing audience with some words of wisdom if you have any, which
1: I know you do. Well, what I'll say is that if we are bringing this back to the current kind of situation we're in, and you want to pull a lesson from the last hypothetical punch in the face from the economy standpoint, the, the, the great recession type of phase, the time um, that. Small businesses or or new businesses got created uh, during that time was the uh, kind of the highest point, Um, I think, uh, in terms of websites getting started and a bunch of things like that. So what I'll say is that though in your face it might seem like things are extremely difficult and it might not be to you the the best time to start a business or side hustle or whatever, if you have the bandwidth and you have the passion and you're interested in doing something for yourself, this is the best time to do it. And what I would say is that Go and look at, um, I think, Shopify, Adobe, a bunch of them. A ton of them are doing like free extended things right now. So if you are in a position, maybe you don't have the capital to start anything right now, a ton of these bigger businesses that are understanding the situation that everybody's in right now, they're giving you the opportunity to, to have a little bit longer of a, a cash cycle on your expenses and saying, hey, this is a good time. Let's do it. You know what? So I, what I would say is like dig in think positive. This is the perfect time to do one of those things. And even if it's scary, just leap towards it and lead with your passion and lead with your hard work and you'll be fine. Love it. Again, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. It helps up the algorithm.
0: Until next time, Josh Shaw, Ryan Buckeye, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be safe. Podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.